I'm Keontae. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? Thank it's you again. It's another episode. It's another episode. Oh, okay. Thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you for always supporting us and listening to us, man. We appreciate you. And we thank you for being here with us. So, babe, how, how are you doing? How's your How's your week been so far? Well, I just got off of a friend date with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's how you know you old when you start saying girlfriends. I feel like that's what old people say. Um, with my friends. <laughs> my girlfriend. Yeah, so I have um, two school psychs that I did internship with a couple years ago. And we really hit it off. And I'm really introverted usually. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't. Like, I can be cool with people, but I'd be like, I'm usually like, uh, no, thank you. But anyways, long story short, we really hit it off and we have become really good friends. So we started a new thing where we go on, like, just to maintain our friendship, we plan a date every month, you know? So this is our second one. The first one we went to Top Golf. Today we went to an escape room and then we went to dinner and so it's just really fun. So next month I have to plan and I'll see what I can come up with for us. So I don't know. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's good. I got to plan some of my boyfriends. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, you know, it's a, little di- it's a little different when boys say it, you know? With your homeboys. Oh, yeah, my homeboys. Or your bros. But yeah, but that's nice. That's nice to... You know, to get away and, you know, it's not only good that us, me and you romantically, that we have our own, you know, date nights. But that's good that you're able to, you know, have a set schedule to have an outing with your, you know, with your friends um, yeah. on a monthly basis. So that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know it's freeing, freeing for you. But yeah, my week, my week has been the same since the week before last week and the week before that. It's just been busy, yo. Like it's really busy at my job because half of half of it is because we're in like the holiday season, uh-huh. and so we're like trying to knock out all of like really we're doing all of our holiday stuff. So that includes like Black Friday promotions, Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, New Year's. Uh-huh. So we're doing all of those promotions at my job and. Like, I'm just having to create project after project. I got projects that deadlines are, like, running into each other. Then people ask me, like, oh, have you started this yet? And I'm like, how how can I start this when I'm still working on this? So, right. it's, yeah, it's just been crazy. Um, but That sounds like a lot, honestly. Yeah, but, I mean, it's good to be employed. You know what I mean? Can't complain too much. Absolutely, <laughs> especially in this day and age. Listen, in California, you need all of two incomes and two side hustles, or at least a side hustle and a half to uh make it you know yeah got that right (laughs) well let's go ahead and get into our let's get deep question so today's question is what's the best prank you pulled or were a part of my best prank that i pulled is when my husband and i had a disagreement and I said, hey, babe, I made you some, some, some brownies in there. And he was like, so excited. He was like, oh, man, she's, she's really taking the initiative to, you know, make amends. And he opened the pan and it was some, uh, the letter E in there <laughs> that was brown. brown. <laughs> that was my this favorite This girl prank. is crazy. <laughs> What's funny is the prank I was thinking about, my my prank, my favorite prank is when we moved into our first apartment when oh we first my got goodness. married. 
I can't when we first got married, right? And like there was a bug problem like in the apartment like next I think it was a part is it the apartment next to us or like the apartment below us or whatnot. But one of those apartments had like a roach problem or whatnot. And so like my wife like she's she's not like an insect person. So she was just kinda terrified, like, what if the what if the bugs come in here? Like what if what if the roaches get into our apartment? So anyway, she was cooking and we had like this like kind of a bar stool set up, our bar set up on our on our counter. And she was cooking. She didn't know I was in the room, so I was like hiding under the bar stool just waiting, waiting for my turn to pounce. And then I jumped up and said, I'm a roach. <laughs> Yeah, and I was so irritated. And then she was so mad. At first off, I recorded. I don't know where that video is now, but anyway, she was so mad. Yeah, she was so mad. I forgot what I walked outside for. I think I made her walk outside to take take out the trash or something, and then she locked me out. No, he didn't. He didn't walk outside to take out the trash. Or what I he, do? He decided that he was gonna go outside the window and say it again to harass me some more. Oh, so, that's what happened. Yes. Oh, so see, I, I, didn't, I said take out the so trash. I locked the door. Know. Uh, I absolutely times. locked the door, and I didn't know you were trying to pretend to be a roach. I thought you were just saying something. You know how, like, when you try and scare somebody, you say something <laughs> loud. So it wasn't the fact that he said he was a roach, or I thought he was a roach. It was the loud sound. Like I didn't expect that, and I didn't expect somebody to be coming from below. So, anyways, oh, I was man. so upset. Bro, that, <laughs> that was, was a long time ago. That was thirteen years ago. <laughs> that was a really long time ago. Bruh, man, we pulled off many pranks that day. One thing I used to hate, one thing I hate you used to do, I used to get in the shower, and while I'd be in the shower, this girl would come and like pour, cold get water. a pitcher of cold water and then pour it over the shower. That's because my dad used to do that to oh us. Oh my gosh, this girl is a menace. <laughs> my dad used to do that to us. Uh, uh, Robert Harris, he's a menace. But That's funny. Okay, cool. So that's our Let's Get Deep question. Now let's move on to our quick random fact of the day. Um... A random fact I was thinking about earlier today, um, really, I was trying, I was like, oh, should I save them for Black History Month? Because it's low-key kind of a Black History fact. Not you trying to think about Black History Month and saving the fact. Well, when I thought about it, I was like, damn, this is a good Black History Month question. But I mean, hey, you, this is, you know, you, you'll have, you can have this fact for when Black History Month rolls around. Okay. Um, but anyway, do you know who essentially invented what we know today as a TSA? Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> nah. It was a man by the name of Benjamin O. Davis Sr. And the interesting thing about Benjamin O. Davis, right? Uh-huh. Benjamin o. Da- well, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Benjamin O. Davis Jr., they both were... Well, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. was the first black general in the, uh, in the military, in the uh-huh. U.S. Army. And then after that, his son came around, Benjamin O. Davis Jr., and then he became um, a general in the same right as his dad. Uh-huh. Um, so they were already black history. But anyway, Benjamin O. Davis, back in the day, after he kind of retired from the military and got out, um, he... Um, he used to be like kind of like we, like the military police uh-huh. or like the Air Force or or with or not the Air Force but where the military would like fly in and fly out of, right? Okay. So he would kind of police that. But anyway, at the time, this was like back in like the nineteen what forties, nineteen fifties. At the time commercial air flight had just like started really popping off, like begun had just began. Okay. And what was crazy was <laughs> back in the day Kind of how, like, back in the day, like, if you watch a cowboy movie, like, how there was always, like, train robbers and stuff like that. Yes. When co- when commercial air flights first started, there used to be people robbing the planes. 
So what? Like, like a pirate, a plane pirate. <laughs> yeah. So that's wild. Yeah, you know, because back in the day, like when planes first started being commercialized, they weren't like pressurized cabins like how we have. So the hijackers would would literally get on the plane like as a passenger. Then when the plane is in the air, they'd stick up everybody and rob them for their jewels, and then they would jump out the plane what like the with a parachute. Heck? Yeah, so they could open the door because the cabins wasn't pressurized. So anyway, when Benjamin Davis got out of the military, he was just trying to figure out, like, what was something he could do, you know, in, like, kind of the civilian space. And um, he was, you know, he decided, like, you know what? There's really no, like, regulated security for, like, commercialized airports. Uh So he was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to try, I'm going to start like a commission to get people like federally trained to become security officers for like the airports, the commercialized airports. So that was like pretty much the beginning of TSA. But the TSA, we know today why it's really got so ramped up is like really after September 11th, because, you know, before like September 11th, people could just walk up to the gates and do all that stuff or whatnot so it was a less form of like security but now like security is totally heightened but pretty much the idea and the centralized start of it was from benjamin o davis um creating that so wow that's a double fact now i got a whole american african-american history yeah just remember benjamin o davis all right benjamin o davis started tsa y'all yeah essentially pretty much he started the, Junior TSA, y'all. Yeah, he was the building blocks for that. But, All right. I can feel that. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into our forever section, segment. So to this week, um, I have a I have a question or I have a uh I have something that happened at work between two of my coworkers. I thought it was an interesting topic to talk about. So I have one coworker, right, that is she just got newly engaged. Okay. And so, you know, she's going to be getting married next year. But, um, you know, she's kind of going through, like, the beginning process of, like, huh, what, is, should I do this when I get married? Should I do that when I get married? So on and so forth, right? Okay. And her birthday just passed, but her fiancé, he lives in Georgia while she lives out here still, right? Okay. And her fiancé, number one, Georgia is already, like, two hours two hours ahead of us. And on top of that, her fiancé works, like, he works some type of job where he's working, like, overnight. Does she overnight. know you're sharing this? Huh? Does she know you're sharing this? Well, I mean, this is it's anonymous. Nobody knows. Yeah, but you done said coworker. All your coworkers are gonna know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, okay. You should have been more vague, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, anyway, so bottom. So to make it to make it shorter, um, so her birthday rolls around, right? And her fiance essentially forgets to tell her happy birthday. Uh-huh. Right? So she's like, oh, man, like, he, did he forget my birthday? And so now I have another another person, right, another coworker who's in a relationship with someone, and they're not quite yet, like, engaged yet, but, like, I, they're kind of getting to that point. And so we were all having a conversation, and she was just talking about, like, you know, I think he forgot my birthday. And my other coworker was trying to tell her, like, girl, now that you're about to get married, you need to be, like, you need to get on to him and, like, be toxic with him about that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And she was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, no, yeah. She was like, these guys, you just got to be, she said, it's like, it's healthy like to have a relationship and be like a little bit toxic in your relationship so they get it. And then so she, <laughs> she started telling her story. She was like, yeah, because I remember when I first got with so-and-so, like my car had broke down and I had called him 
And then he was like, oh, you know, sorry about that. Sorry that your car broke down. Her fiance said that? No, not the girl's fiance. This is the other coworker who's oh, telling okay. her to be like to be a little toxic. Okay. So she was like, Oh, my car broke down. And he was like, Oh man, I'm sorry that happened to you. And that was kind of it. What right? The heck? And so she said, so after that, she was like, you know, I was just thinking of him on that like for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I just pretty much like had to give it to him straight. Like I stopped, like I like he would call me and I was short with him and I wasn't really talking to him. And then like one day we kind of got into it when he was kind of questioning me about it, and I just went off on him about that whole situation you know and like i just she was like i just got real toxic with him or whatnot but like you know i guarantee you now you know he won't do that again so she was like so it's okay for you to just be a little bit toxic in your relationship because i think it makes the relationship a little bit more healthy after which i kind of stepped in i was like "Mm, i mean it depends because i think it goes by what type of man you got like me at the end of the day and i and i really want to get your thoughts on it but okay. i know for me at the end of the day like if me and you were together if you broke down if your car broke down and you called me what am i gonna do you're gonna come and fix my car right i'm gonna come either and fix your car i'm gonna come and bring my car to you and say here you take my car i'll wait for whatever AAA to come or the tow truck to come but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I feel like not every man is going to have the same response that her guy had. So I feel like in some sense, like you don't have to be toxic just because you with somebody. It depends on the type of man that you have. But I'm curious on what your thoughts are on that whole. So the, the thoughts on the whole exchange. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I guess it does. It is dependent upon the type of person that you're with. And I do, I'm a firm believer in nice people finish last. But I also think that, you know, like there's a way that you could communicate and communicate directly without having to be like petty, or toxic, as she um, stated. Like, you know, you could just tell somebody like, uh, how are you just going to tell me, oh, that's, that's, oh, that sucks or whatever. Like, come on, what are you, you know, what are you going to do about it? Like, I need help. I need somebody that is not going to just say that sucks. And so I don't necessarily think that you have to be toxic, but I think that you just have to communicate directly. And then depending on how that person responds is your next move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my younger days, I might be like, girl, you better be petty and all that kind of stuff. But also, it also depends on how long you've been together, the dynamics of your relationship and all those kind of things. Have I been petty before? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but it it all it just is really dependent. Like, no, you would never about the car. You you take that seriously as a man, and so I know that we wouldn't have that issue. But maybe about something else, then you know, maybe I'd have to. You know, back in the day, maybe I'd have to be petty. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because and you know it was kind of really a choice of words she was using. She was like, "No, you gotta be toxic." After which I was like. You mean like you got to just like you got to kind of be stern and like present what you want or what you are, you know, what you uh, want out of a relationship? She's like, no, I just really think that you just have to like you have to keep a level of toxicity like in your relationship <laughs> for it to be healthy. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't really think that's it. You know people, what I mean? People do <laughs> like I do feel like people like the the like the the toxic part of a relationship as in. Like, it keeps them on their toes, basically. 
And so I think some people like that. And some people have been so used to dealing with relationships like that when everything is healthy and normal and all that good stuff, then they kind of seek that toxicity. So in that instance, I could see it, but it's not, it ain't really, it's not really healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, toxic, petty, I feel like it's all the same thing. People go tit for tat. Like, you know, none of us are perfect. So listen, I have, I haven't been petty in a while, but I might be petty tomorrow. You know, you just never, you just never truly know, but no, I don't think that you have to have that in your relationship, (laughs) especially if you're with somebody who's healthy and you know, that can communicate. I just feel like all that is for people who don't know how to communicate and people who can't just be straightforward with the things that they want. I mean, I do get so too that you, you might want to prove a point. Yeah. And so, you know, you might want to prove a point. So like your husband complained about your dinner. I mean, you can say, I mean, a mature response would be like, babe, I worked hard over this dinner. Like, you know, I don't appreciate that you complain, but some women, you know, they just ain't going to cook <laughs> Yeah. after that. And so I kind of get that. And it just depends on the level of of butthole your man is acting like too but like i said you can literally directly tell him what you're feeling i don't (laughs) like you talking to me like that i don't like that you know simply put yeah it was interesting maybe because she was like the basin is toxicity principle she was like no yeah not a toxicity principle yeah she was like no yeah no like when you're in a relationship with a man you just have to do it like all men are the same i was just kind of like all men aren't the same and for lack of a better word i was just like it seemed like you know with other patterns of what her boyfriend was doing, I was like, it seems like you kind of have to train yours. But for other men, like they just kind of, they just have this innate, you know, nature about them of just how to be men or do like men things. And then in regards to my coworker, who's actually like engaged, turns out that her boyfriend didn't actually forget her birthday or, you know, forget, he did forget to tell her happy birthday, but like, she was kind of trying to prompt them. And she just asked him like, uh, do you know when my birthday is? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's November, blah, blah, blah. And then after he said it, he was like, oh, my gosh, today is the day after. And he was just, he explained to her, like, man, like, I have been working, like, so, like, I've been working, like, overnight that, like, you know, so many, for so many days now, like, she was like, he was like, I, I just lost track of actually what day it was. <laughs> so i mean but that's a, that's another story because I, I also told her i said well i said for me and my wife i said there's gonna be it's just gonna be I'm, i'll never forget her birthday because i'm gonna be planning for her birthday like a month out so i'm gonna know when that day get, gets here see that's <laughs> why you shouldn't have mentioned who these people were because i can't even express myself freely because i don't want them <laughs> well no express yourself i got a thou- i got a thousand co-workers no, they'll know who I'm talking about. But no, um, yeah, as a, but you can never forget my birthday anyways, because I'm going to be tooting my own horn for the uh, three months in advance, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it's like, people have to know me too. Do I look like the type of girl you forget their birthday? No, I don't. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So no. I just think that it's hard. I just think that it's impossible. Like I, I always watch the movies and stuff where the husbands be like, "Oh my God, it's my anniversary," or "Oh my God, today is their birthday." And I'm just like, "Bro, how can you forget? How can you forget that?" Like I feel like those are dates I'll never forget. Like are first off, like I want to celebrate you on your birthday, so like I'm already planning. And then our anniversary date, that's like a birthday that we share. 
So, I don't know. It's just interesting. With me, first of all, I want to be celebrated all the time, so we ain't forgetting any holidays. We're not, listen, I want to be celebrated for every single day. It could be National Get Your Wife Pizza Day. I want to be celebrated, and I'm going to let you know when that hmm. day is. It could be any day, celebrate me, okay? Okay. okay. Uh, on Women's History Month, I'm expecting a gift. Absolutely. I'm absolutely expecting a gift. Yes, on I women's am. Women's History Month. Yes, I am. <laughs> I want to, I want, I literally celebrate me for everything. When I had, I still owe two push gifts. Come on. Okay. Come on, somebody. I want to, I want to be celebrated for waking up in the morning. I want you to look at me and say, wow, you're a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is crazy, yo. <laughs> a celebration. Literally. But, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, that was all I have for our, our uh, forever segment. Anything else you want to add on to that? I'm just cringing because the people are going to know who they are. <laughs> I wonder if they listen to your podcast. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't mean, I, don't, I haven't, like, I haven't really gone around the office and be like, hey, y'all, y'all want to listen to my podcast? So, like, everybody listen. Yeah, I don't think they are. But even if they, even if they are, really, it was a conversation between, like, us and that office. Uh-huh. And it, you know what I mean? So, nobody's really going to know. You should have said, oh, I'm going to feature you guys on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, like I said, I think they'll be cool with it because it's not like nobody, nobody around my building is gonna be like, "Oh, did you hear the story?" Like the story is only really exclusive to us in that office at that time. It was well, only like us three. So hopefully, it's not the sensitive type. <laughs> I'm just saying. All I'm right. Sure not. So let's go into our roots in bloom. That was forever. Now let's uh, switch into roots in bloom which is our parenting section. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting coming up with parenting topics every week because I'm like, there's so many different topics. And I feel like a lot of the times we focus on behavior and things like that. And so, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I didn't know which way I really wanted to go. But at the end, I decided to um, talk about, like, mental toughness in your children and i don't know a better way to like a better word for that like mental fortitude yeah i guess like your child persevering and not giving up and you know that kind of thing fighters mentality yeah really a fighter's mentality and so i just want to talk about you know how you can develop children who are not wimpy you know like these kids these days are like they're soft you know and lack of a better word they haven't had any trauma you know they haven't uh you know they haven't gotten hit by their moms and dads and it shows they (laughs) they haven't um had to stay at home alone and it shows you know these are these kids are different (laughs) man that's wild parents used to really just leave us home in the 90s yeah, but not even, but not even like you know, even when you know when we used to get left in the car when your parent runs into the store, like people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And at a certain age, I was like walking around the whole neighborhood, walking to the store and stuff like that. I would never let these kids walk there. But anyways, so with all that, you know, your kids can be somewhat soft. They can just be, you know, like a little pampered. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you think? What do you think is essential for developing like that mental fortitude in your children? Well, I think number one is probably confidence. You have to continue to build your kid up to be confident in themselves, you know, and I think that confidence is like that budding foundation 
for them to gain that mental toughness. You know what I mean? Because if you're not confident, like you're not going to go out and try new things. You're not going to try to be, you know, go out for like this sport, like try to be the leader. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Have that attitude of like, I'm going to go out and do what I got to do. Yeah. You know? And so that's, that's why, that's why I think it starts with confidence and you got to continue to, you know, encourage your kids and push them to, to do new things, to try things and not be afraid to do stuff. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, that really is the cornerstone is to develop confidence in your children. And the way you do that is through like a multitude of things. One of the things that you could do is encourage your children to talk positively about themselves. You know, we all have that inner voice in our head and it can be an inner critic. It could be someone who is, you know, it could be a voice that's positive. So like when you make a mistake, what does your inner voice say? And when your child makes a mistake, what do you say? Because a lot of time, um, times your inner voice is a voice of your parent or a voice of somebody who critiqued you in life. So like, you know, if you drop something and you say, Oh, you're stupid to yourself in your mind, you know, or if you tell your kid, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, that does become their inner voice. So you want to encourage that positive self-talk and you want to have them reframe their negative thoughts. Like, how can you say that better? Or, you know, what's something better you could say? And then, you know, in order to do that, we got to do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times like, how could I be so stupid? Why did I do this again? You know, things like that. But also a failure, failing is a part of success, you know, Everybody fails before they succeed, usually. You know, I don't know anybody that's just had all successes. But you have to encourage your children to have a healthy attitude about failure. And you have to make sure that they know it's an opportunity for growth. And it's an opportunity to uh, learn and adapt and make changes, essentially. Yeah. And then you want them to be able to set goals. And so a goal has to be something that's realistic. It has to be something that you could actually track and break into smaller steps. So, you know, you set your goal and then you help them develop the goal and you help them develop what those steps are to achieve that goal. And as kids achieve goals, then they, they get that, you know, it gives them that confidence. Like I can do things like, you know, I set this goal and, um, you know, and now I'm able to, to do the first step and now I did the second step and I'm able to accomplish hard things. And so I think that's something that we can, um, you know, work harder on as a couple with our kids we can really have them to set some goals. I've never, we've never personally been like, hey guys, what's something, well, actually we have on New Year's and they always come up with a stupid goal. Like, Not stupid, but age appropriate. It's a stupid goal. There's, Mm. there's a such thing as stupid goals. I'm sorry. Like something, a goal would be like, oh, I want to um, play video games more. Like I, that was literally like one of the goals. But <laughs> when you year. five, what's up? That's dumb. No, Minecraft like, me. Le- no, that's like, come on, let's be for real. I'm sorry. I just, no. Anyways, but we want them to set like, you know, an actual achievable goal that will give them some, you know, some confidence because playing video games more is not going to give you the confidence that you need unless you're going to be like a video game designer or make money doing video games or something, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we also want to encourage a growth mindset. Do you know what a growth mindset is? Uh, Just a mindset to continually grow, like continued education? It's basically like 
telling yourself that you can overcome challenges and that it's believing in your own abilities. And so something would be like, instead of saying like, I don't know how to play basketball, you would say, I don't know how to play basketball yet. So adding a word like yet at the end of your sentence and teaching your kids to add a word like yet on the end of the sentence means that it is attainable and it is achievable instead of something that is more permanent, like you're never going to be able to do this or you cannot do this. So you want to encourage them to add the word yet on there so they can know Hmm. that they can eventually achieve if they continue to grow. I'm not a billionaire yet. Yeah, literally. And, you know, you enforce that in your head and your brain will start coming up with the steps on how you can achieve that, especially if you tell yourself over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so with in this like day and age, we tend to like want to save our kids from everything and want to protect them from everything. And that does not encourage mental toughness. And so you want your kids, you don't want them to struggle necessarily, but you want them to be challenged and you want them to face those challenges and try and figure things out and basically refine their problem-solving ability. You want them to be able to adapt. You want them to be able to say, wow, I can do this. I can do hard things and all of that. And so you don't want to just jump in at the first sight of them struggling you want to watch them a little bit and see how they figure it out and as soon as we jump in we're basically telling them like I knew you wasn't able to do it I had to help you you know kind of thing whereas if you let them figure it out then you could tell them at the end wow you were trying really hard with that look how far you got and things like that so you know Hmm, that's good Yeah, and so you want to also encourage independence. That kind of tag along tags along with it. You want to encourage them to do things on their own, especially age appropriate activities. Six year olds and seven year olds and five year olds they could have a chore. They could help clean off the table. They could help, you know, they could help wipe down countertops. They can do a lot of things, and so you want to encourage that. You want to encourage them to be able to set their own alarm clock and a lot of other things. You know. You kind of want to expose them to adversity and other kinds of things that are are running rampant in life. Like, you know, you want them to be able to problem solve. You want them to, to have challenges that are age appropriate and will work with their maturity level and things like that. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, we want to lead by example, like. We want to be a role model. Like, you know, we don't have mental toughness. How can we encourage mental toughness in our children? So we've got to show them how we handle challenges and setbacks and be honest about those challenges and setbacks. And then we got to celebrate their effort and not just the results. So, Mm. you know, they're not always going to get the best result. But how about, wow, you work so hard. They're not always going to come in first place, but you got to congratulate them for running the race, period. Yeah. Look at you. You always dropping some bars, okay? I try. I try to do They're not always going to come in first place, but I want to congratulate you for running the race. Mm-hmm. You better. He better. Okay. Oh <laughs> All right. Well, that was really Roots and Bloom, and I just think, you know, we don't want, we want to make sure that we are balanced parents, and we want to make sure that we're not being too soft. But we want to also make sure that we're not being too hard all the time. And I just think that it's really a delicate balance. Every child is different. And so you're not going to have a cookie cutter approach for each child. 
However, you're going to want to look at your child's strengths, their child's needs, and you're going to want to give them more based on what they need from you and what they want from you. And so, you know, it might be that you spend a little bit more time with one child, but it might be that you encourage another child to be more independent. And so, you know, that's just something to always keep in perspective. Okay. Good stuff. Good roots and bloom. All right. So let's move on to our next section, which is going to be the lifestyle section. This is going to be real quick tonight. Um, but I want to talk about one of your girls. Um, your my girl. girls. I ain't got yeah. no girls. I want to talk about Autumn your girl. and Josie. Them is my girls. <sighs> no, nah, I want to talk about your girl, Lori Harvey. So my hero. <laughs> She's my hero. Did she did she break another one's heart? Yeah, so she didn't. Good for so her. You go, it's girl. Been, it's been reported that her and Damson Idris, her and Damson Idris have been dating for like I think it's, I think it was, I think it was like officially a year, like Good a year for and some her. change. I'm so proud of her. Anyway, so now it's been reported that they've separated. And if you don't know Damson Idris is, if you watched Snowfall, the show that comes on uh, FX, which is loosely based off of like the the real Free Ray Rick Ross story. Um, Damson Idris, he plays Franklin Saint. Um, so yeah, British actor. They've been dating for a minute, you know, for about a year. He was posting pictures of her like he was just so in love, and this was it for him. But, <laughs> I love but, to see it. But she was too, is what I can say. And that's the one thing. That's the one thing I kind of don't like understand with Lori Harvey is. Like she gets with these dudes. Other than really, the only the only relationship that that kind of made sense for her to break up with was when she was dating Future. That was like the only one that kind of made sense to me. But then you have like you have like when she was dating Michael B. Jordan or whatnot. Like Mike, like you could tell like Michael B. Jordan was in love with that girl. But also too, I'm just trying to figure out. Dang, she got Hollywood sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out really the allure of her like she's a she's a beautiful girl you know what i mean but it's not like she's like the finest thing that has ever graced the face of the earth to the point to where she has these dudes just falling head over heels for her especially when they already know her track record like damson idris got with her knowing she she just broke up with michael b jordan michael b jordan who is considered like to a lot of women like the sexiest man alive and things of that nature. So it's just like, bro, if you see her with him and then she didn't broke his heart after this man that rented out the whole Georgia aquarium and was about to like, I guess apparently about to propose to her and all that stuff. What? Why did you get with her? Is what I'm trying I'm to so figure out. I'm so proud of her, honestly, because it's like the saying, we don't love these, you know, fill oh in the blank. Um, <laughs> no, but, but was Michael I, B. I Jordan you... re- Was Michael B. Jordan really that when he was... When he when he didn't love that girl when he was crying at a basketball no, game I'm after they about, broke up. I'm talking about Lori Harvey. Yeah, she. No, you said she don't. You said we don't love these. Yeah, so you saying the men is yeah. I'm saying is Michael Jordan really a uh, uh, ho? Yeah, absolutely. Nah, he was in love with Good that girl. Good for her. You know what? I think Steve Harvey raised her right. Oh I know that's her gosh. stepfather, I believe. <laughs> Nah, Steve. Or is that her real dad? She do got his no, last name. No, Steve is, is is her stepdad. Dang, you got your stepdaddy last name. That's good for her. He raised her right, and he raised her to 
<laughs> Act like a lady and think like a man, okay? These men been out here dogging women for years, and so I love to see. <laughs> I love to see. So the Michael rich- B. Jordan. So Michael B. Jordan got to take on that. He got to take on that burden for right? all, all of them. Do all these other men did right? <laughs> all of them do, and I love to see the retribution. And then she, you know, she has the art, the art of seduction down. She is like a siren, you know, like they hear her call and they can't even help it. And then they probably think I'm going to be the one to change her. And you're not. And I love that. I love that for her. That's, that's the interesting part to me. Is and just I just like, pray that she gets all their money and oh has all the fun. Not all their money. Yes. Get the money, honey. Well, she got her own money, too, because she's like, she's modeling. But and, let's do well, double course, the money. She, you know, she, the Steve Harvey's uh, offspring or, you know, so she got her own little pot of money, but. Yeah, man. She just running through these dudes. Good for her. And you know what's crazy is like men historically they suck most of the time. You know, they're all like the serial killers and all that good Uh-oh. stuff. I mean not my man and not most men. Like I don't hope give I'm me a serial killer. If you I was, do love Frosted Flakes though. What the I cannot stand you. Did you guys hear that dat joke? You guys might have missed it. But anyways, you almost you made me lose my train of thought now. <laughs> you said men historically are yeah, horrible. men historically are terrible. Uh-huh. However, you know I have a good husband and I know a lot of good men in life and my friends have uh, good husbands. But you know, for all the L's that women all over the world have had to take, Lori Harvey is seeking our retribution. Oh my god! And she is getting the revenge for everybody for that first heartbreak, <laughs> girls that you had at sixteen. Or the man who just did you dirty. You so just y'all, think... li- y'all living through her. Yeah, absolutely. So oh I'm proud gosh. of her. Good girl. Not you propping her up like she the poster child. You remember back She's in the siren. day, like when World War Two, like they had the picture of the women, like the woman, like holding her arm. With the bandana. Up. Yeah. <laughs> like that's Lori Harvey. That's Lori Harvey in 2023. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just so oh. proud of her. Like, I think I need a flag or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like she running for office or something. She should. She's the <laughs> what did they call it in Little Rascals? The He Man Woman Haters. She's the She Woman Man Haters uh, man. president. Because bro, these dudes she just eats get she together. eats men for breakfast, and I love it for her. I love it. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see as her I'm, next as I'm married next to my husband, snuggled yeah. up next to him, boot up three kids sleeping in the other rooms. <laughs> Well, but still. I, I'm interested. I'm very interested to see what her next chapter is going to be, and like, what guy is just going to be like? Ooh, I, I just have to date her. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they see it like as a challenge, like you said. Like, you know what? She might have. You know, she might have this bad reputation, but but she ain't met me yet. Me. Yeah, she's gonna give it me, <laughs> and I'm gonna propose to her, and she's gonna say, "Yeah, man, it don't look like she could be caught." Good for her. Looking like I'm proud. But round of applause, Lori. Keep it up, girl. <laughs> so, you know, will Lori Harvey stay with the next guy she gets with, or will Lori Harvey still continue to be for the streets? Find out this and all next on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Not Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? That's how it used to. That's how. That's how the episode used to end. I'm rolling. Stay tuned for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. But I'm anywho, um, this has been the Crafted Podcast. <laughs> Um, as always, we just thank you guys for tuning in with us. We know you could be listening to any other podcast, but you're here kicking it with us, and we appreciate that. 
Um, we just ask that if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. Maybe there's a topic that you want to hear like for the next week's episode or the week after that. Go ahead and leave that topic in the comment section. You know what I mean? Your topic might be able to become an actual episode, so you never know. Um, but we just thank you for all that you've done. And, you know, we have a special announcement um, that we want to give to you guys. Right at the end. So if you listened and stayed all the way to the end, we are coming out with our very own children's book. And it mm-hmm. is written by me and it is graphically designed by myself. My- <laughs> I don't know what I was about to what say. Is that? <laughs> I was trying to say me. I was trying or to say me. But- say moi? No, I was trying to say me, but I don't know for some reason the A popped up. I thought I said my so, self. <laughs> I cannot. But anyway, so that will be dropping soon. And so, you know, on the podcast, you guys will be the first to hear it. And you will be able to purchase that December 1st. So we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's been real. It's been real. So thank you guys for listening. Um, as always... We hope that you have a rest a, a great rest of the week, a blessed week. Um, and as always, God bless.